Hey, it's Alana Terry. You're listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Glad to have you join us today. I want to chat with you about some of the benefits of a newsletter list that are not discussed. So we talk about the benefits of a newsletter list, mostly being to sell books, to have direct access to people. There are many, many other less tangible benefits to growing your newsletter list that I want to focus on because for many of us, newsletter marketing becomes kind of like a, a have to, we either do it out of drudgery or we don't do it as well as we know we should be and we feel really guilty about it. And I feel like marketing done out of shame or guilt is really like, it's almost just as ineffective as not marketing at all. And so I want to give you some encouragement about some of these intangible benefits you get when you really focus on growing and nurturing your newsletter list. So one of the things, if you're doing any type of paid ads, growing and nurturing your newsletter list has some really exciting benefits because on places like Facebook, you can give Facebook a list of your newsletter audience and you can send ads to those people. You can also tell Facebook to find people very similar to the people who are already on your newsletter list. So we can kind of grow our audiences with the data that we get from our newsletter list. So when we get a really neat amount of data, we also get data when it comes to what our readers want. There's this really great back and forth that we get with our readers. And so we can get immediate feedback on things. If we post a snippet from a book and we get immediate feedback on that from our newsletter list, that can really help shape our art. I know for me, my longest series is a nine book series. And if I had written all nine books and then published them, the end result would read entirely differently than it does. Because what I did is I published a book, I got feedback on it, and that feedback helped shape the process. So I want us to move beyond this idea of we are authors creating books in a vacuum because there is a back and forth that we get with our readers. And I think that most people who have written novels in most cases can say, yeah, if I was writing this knowing that it was never going to be read by anybody, it would become a very different experience and probably a significantly different book. Another cool thing that you can gain in terms of just getting to know your readers is what they want by asking them certain things about the genre, their expectations, their pet peeves. That's one of my favorite questions to ask my readers is what is your biggest pet peeve about this genre? And the answers can be really, really useful. If you have readers who have been with you for a while, you can also ask them something like what makes an Alana Terry novel different than other Christian fiction. And those answers can really help you see trends that maybe you didn't even notice. It can also become language that you use. So maybe you think that your readers love your books because they're very exciting. But maybe readers, when you pull them, when you say, what makes an Alana Terry novel different than another novel in the similar genre? And all of their responses are about the characters or things like that. You can learn about your book and how people are responding to your book. That way you can learn so much about the genre. If you were to ask your readers about their favorite books, even their TV shows, hobbies, and things like that, those things can tell you a lot about your readers and you can use those things in your advertising copy. So if you think that people are reading your books because they're so inspiring and inspirational, and really what you find when you talk to your readers is they're reading your books because um, they can't put them down, right? They're like, they're, they're different 
language than what you might think. And sometimes even entirely different reasons. Maybe people, uh, you think that people are reading your books for the romance, but they're reading your books for the really rich historical setting. These are things that come up as you engage with your readers. And then what you do with that information is you can emphasize what your readers actually like about your books when you're doing your ad copy, when you're writing your blurb, when you're talking about your books to people and things like that. It's also a really great way to build a community. And so in addition to our books being something that our readers can read and enjoy, our newsletters can be something that readers read and enjoy. So I want to move beyond this is something you have to do, even if it feels like drudgery, and encourage you to think these are people who have signed up to hear from you. This is a platform, but a lot of a lot of author would-bes or influencer would-bes can only kind of dream of. And so you have people ready to hear what you have to say. That can create a really great sense of community, a really great sense of purpose beyond just, oh yeah, I have these people who follow me so I can sell to them, right? For most of us, that doesn't feel great. We want to know that there's kind of a deeper purpose behind it. Another intangible benefit of growing your newsletter and nurturing that is a lot of those people can become reviewers. And this can happen organically or deliberately. The organic way it happens is that you get people who read your books and then they go and leave reviews. You can also encourage this by saying things like, if you've read this book, go ahead and leave a review. Because a lot of authors, when we're talking about writing about backlist books to our newsletter, we feel a little nervous because like, well, some people on my list have already read this book. So why would they want to read a sales pitch about this book? So what I love to do is I talk about the book. I give people links to buy the books. That's my main goal. But then I will also say, if you've already read this book, join one of the 400 people who have left a positive review or something like that. It not only creates great uh, brand awareness and kind of social proof. It also encourages your readers to go and leave a review. The way that newsletter subscribers can help you grow your reviews in a more deliberate way is you can ask people, invite them to join your review team. So they get a copy of your book, sometimes even before it's published, and then they are agreeing to leave a review for you. So you can think of your newsletter as a way to grow your reviews in two different ways, in the more organic way and in the very deliberate way. I'm going to invite some or all of my list to join my review team and therefore I'm going to get more reviews. If you've been around for at least a few years and if you have at least, I would say over like a thousand people on your newsletter list, I probably don't recommend opening your review team up to everybody. I would recommend maybe just taking the people who have opened the most of your emails. A lot of times you can see um, which subscribers are the most engaged or people who engage with your newsletter enough that you kind of recognize their names, then you can invite them. If you're a new author or if your list is real small, I think it's totally fine to just send out an email and say, hey, do you want to join my review team? The one reason I don't like doing this for the long term is some people will in the back of their mind say, oh, well, I'm not gonna buy your books because every so often she invites me to join her review team and I know I could get them there for free. So if you've got a larger list or if you've been around for at least a few years, my suggestion is that you only open up your review team to a section of your list. But either way, it can help you grow your reviews. The one last thing that your newsletter can give in terms of intangible benefits is a really nice compliment to the social media marketing that you do. So 
you can invite people who are on your newsletter list to follow you places, right? Because the kind of communication they get from being on your newsletter list is very different than what they'll see if they follow you on Facebook or if they follow you on Instagram. The other also works. So if somebody follows you on Facebook, you can work on turning those people into people who will follow you and subscribe to your newsletter. So there's this nice back and forth that can come from that. So those are some of the intangible benefits. Obviously, we're all about selling and making money from our books. But sometimes, especially for people who who don't want to just look at our audience as a way for us to earn money, right? We feel like that's kind of a rude, <laughs> disrespectful way to treat our audience. I just want to remind you of all these other benefits that we get from nurturing our newsletter list and hopefully have it turn into something that becomes uh, even a calling that you enjoy. Like I said, we have this opportunity to speak into the people who follow us and that's pretty neat. We have the opportunity to give them encouragement or funny stories or to create this sense of community. And so I hope that this encourages you to not treat your newsletter as a drudgery, to not treat it as something that you're ashamed that you're not doing it better as, but as a really neat opportunity for you to get to know people, to get to know what the people of your genre want. It's kind of like the politician who comes home and like just does some door to door. It's less about campaigning and more about just getting to know what do my readers want. And so I hope that was useful for you and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages, so don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.